This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Top of the afternoon, y'all, and welcome back to the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Yours truly, Brandon Worth here this afternoon, here on Saturday on WBRN. Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're on 96.5 FM, 107.7 FM, or 1460 AM. We appreciate all the views, as well as our online folks. Many of you might not know. You can log online to WBRN.com or as well on the WBRN app in case you might not have a radio. I'm not going to put it past you. It might necessarily be a modern new school thing and I have a radio. That's okay. But we have a stream for you to listen to so you don't miss out on any of the shows. So make sure that you download that app as well as bookmark WBRN.com on Safari or whatever search engine you use. So you don't miss out on any shows because we want to make this show as accessible as we can. But we got a great show in store for you today. I mean, it's postseason time. Can you feel it? I mean, I'm getting excited sitting in this chair. We got soccer districts underway already for the ladies' side. We also have baseball and softball just around the corner next week. Trophies are going to be handed out. Stories are going to be told. We had plenty last year, and we could see even many more this year. I'm super excited, and I hope you guys are too. I mean, the weather is great. We're turning the corner to June. The flowers and trees are starting to bloom soon. I mean, it's a great time. Here coming up into the summer. Obviously, might mean necessarily warmer than we hope over the next couple of weeks, which could be a good or a bad thing, depending on your taste of whatever the most appropriate temperature is comfort-wise. I know that I like it a little bit warmer necessarily than some people would like, but I mean, that's just my personal opinion. We can all have our personal opinions, and that is certainly okay. But without further distraction and sidetracking, we have a great interview to get to. So without further ado, here's my chat with Reed City Baseball Head Coach, Eric Granis. So I guess we'll get started. Uh, first question for you. Obviously, teams had a very successful year. Uh, winning percentage, a little bit down from last year, but still winning a lot of these big games. Uh, just talk about your team's performance overall through this year. Uh, we started off really slow. Uh, we're young. We're very young. Uh, I think we started off the year at one and eight. Um, in the last few weeks, we've really turned it on and we've gone 15 and four since then. So we're playing good baseball at the right time right now and leading up into district play on Tuesday. Absolutely. And your team, especially notably, has relied a lot on a lot of the heavy star power. Obviously, a very talented individuals on that team, a couple of them playing at the next level here upcoming. Max Hammond, Xavier Allen, just to name a couple. Uh, when you talk about a lot of those guys, especially on this younger team, when you have those guys to look up to, just talk about the team dynamic as far as really going around them and having a lot of these younger guys having a lot of these role models to look up to. Yeah, Xavier and, and Max both, I mean, they've played more baseball than I think anybody else in our team all put together. Um, Xavier's a four-year starter. Max will be a four-year starter next year as a senior. Um, so Xavier's really taken on a role this year, being an extension of, of us as a coaching staff. Um, if I'm if I'm busy helping somebody else out with hitting, he turns around and he's helping somebody. He's helping out the younger guys. Our freshmen, I think we have three freshmen up on the varsity level, and he's kind of taking those guys under his wing. Um, Max has, has done the same um, fielding-wise, hitting-wise. He's kind of 
moving into that role that Xavier's taken on. And then uh, you forgot to mention, or probably didn't know, um, Noah Morgan actually committed to MCC earlier this week, Muskegon Community, and he's going to go pitch over there um, next year as well. So Noah's, Noah's done a great job on the mound. I mean, he's our only other senior aside from Xavier. So those guys have, have really stepped up and taken a huge role, and they've really pulled us into our success we've had the last few weeks. Well, hey, that's great. Glad to hear that for Noah. And I know you mentioned especially him as really a mound specialist and you guys obviously really deep on the mound and that's really made your team so good. Just talk about the emphasis you guys put into practice, especially having a lot of these great arms and even the depth and rotation that maybe not a lot of other teams have. And that's helped you guys prevail in a lot of these uh, double header situations as well as in tournament play. Yeah, they've they've been great. Um we always preach whether it's at practice or in games, just the first pitch strikes. Um, as soon as we can get on top of guys, especially with the mount or especially with the guys that we have on the mound, um, their stuff, not just their fastballs, but their secondary stuff, curveballs, changeups, whatever it may be. They're very, very effective. Um, so we know as soon as we get some guys in a hole, um, then we know we can go attack them. Um, and another piece to our, our success on the mound has got to be our freshman catcher, Baron Bowman. He's, he's been really progressing in the last few weeks. He's learning how to, how to call games and our older guys are taking him under their wings as well. And in between innings, just talking stuff through their plan to attack, um, mixing in off speed pitches, because at this level, I feel like a lot of pitchers just rely on their fastballs. Um, we know we've got three guys that throw 83 plus, um, but mixing in that off speed is pretty crucial too. And these guys have been able to do that this year and really keep hitters off balance. And it's been effective for us. For sure. And you actually perfectly led me into this next question. I appreciate teeing me up so well. Uh, when it comes to having this younger team, as you just mentioned, very young, lost a lot of key seniors this last year. And there's a lot to learn, especially going into a team that was in the regional final a year ago. When you as a coach go into that room and talk to a lot of these younger players that probably know that they have high expectations being put upon them from the community, from the fans from last year that haven't played a varsity game before for some of them, what is your really approach to them as a coach to really get them prepared and get ready to be old team that's going to be reckoned with here over our coming season? Uh, the biggest thing is like nitpicking little things in practice, not, not necessarily nitpicking as to tear kids down, but just to make sure that they they're aware of it. Because once we get into games, I want to do as little coaching as possible. I want them to get in there and play and experience it. And when I need to say something that I have to say, then I, I say it, but, um, our younger guys have, have done great. Uh, just, just keeping them relaxed in the box. I feel like at times young guys feel like just cause they're on varsity, they have to come up with the big hit. They have to come up and make the best play that they that anybody's ever seen. When in all reality, they just need to do their job that they're asked. If it if we've got a runner on second base, we just need to move that guy over to third base. Um, if we've got if I call for a bunt, we just need to get it down. We just need to make the routine plays defensively and keep the ball in front of us. And I think our, our young guys have done great at that this year. Baron Bowman is a kid that's hitting second um, behind probably one of the fastest kids in the league and Zach Erickson. Um, so if I need Baron to get a bunt down or move Zach up a base, he does that, especially with uh, Max and Xavier hitting right behind Baron. 
Um, and there's, those are two pretty good bats to move guys over and get guys in. And then, uh, defensively we've got Maverick Conklin plays a good second base. David Shannon's really moved into a third base, pulled him up halfway through the year. Um, Landon Jackson plays a good outfield and Baron does a great job catching defensively as well. So just working those guys in the best we can and building their confidence, both offensively and defensively. Absolutely. And you mentioned a couple names already and a lot of the strengths. When you look at the team as a whole, uh, looking at obviously all three phases, fielding, hitting and pitching, where do you think your team really strives uh, greater than some other teams? And what are some things that especially as we get into the postseason over this next week uh, and especially weekend, you're going to be looking at hoping to improve um, as far as maybe weaknesses is concerned? Uh, strengths. I mean, you've mentioned already, we feel like we've got one of the best pitching staffs in the area. I mean, when you've got Xavier, who's thrown in the mid eighties with good off speed, he's already committed GRCC max. Um, he was, he's up in the upper eighties, possibly even low nineties at times. And Noah and our Noah's in the lower eighties with some good off speed stuff. And plus Max and Noah have a certain ability that you don't see a whole lot of high school levels, especially around here. And the fact that they throw from the left-hand side. Um, so we feel that that's pretty dangerous and all those guys feel pretty confident on the mound. Um, we're just going to going into this next week. We're just going to try to fine tune some things base running wise um, defensively, just to kind of make sure that we make those routine plays and get those guys in and score runs because we, we, we know that our pitching staff is going to lock it down. We just need to score runs and uh, play good defense behind them. For sure. One last question for you, Coach Grant. Appreciate the time. Uh, obviously, as we're recording this here, an interview live on Thursday, you guys will be playing Fremont here tonight. Uh, but kind of looking ahead there to obviously uh, Everett will be the big one, the district right out of the, the gate. What do you see, especially having now seen that team earlier on this season in the opener um, that you're looking in, in that game as far as some things that could be critical and just some pivotal things that you guys will want to make sure that you execute in that matchup in the quarterfinal? Uh, we know that we're, we're going to have to execute on the mound and defensively. Um, like, like you said, we've seen them before they've seen us, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, we had Max, Xavier and Noah all throw. We just played one six inning game just because of the weather. Um, we, we I don't think we've seen their best yet. I don't think we've seen their number one, uh, which is fine. Um, our kids, our kids are up to the challenge at the plate. Um, and we've seen a lot of teams in districts as well. So once we get past, or uh, if we get past Everett, um, we haven't seen Pine River yet this year, but we know that they'll be well coached. Sean Rupert does a good job up there. Um, we've seen Chip Hills. We've seen Claire already this year. So we're, we're ready to take the challenge on, and we feel like our pitching staff and, and our bats will uh, be more than up to the, the challenge and uh, going to win another district title. All right. Well, thank you so much, Coach Granis, and wish you the best of luck for Cow Baseball. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Big thanks to Coach Grandis for having a chat with us. I truly love the philosophy that Reed City Baseball has in the sense of playing to your strengths more than improving your weaknesses. Obviously, you would love to play complimentary perfect baseball where you have all the tools around a team, but if you have an advantage, 
against teams in pitching, you're going to want to utilize that. And I think some teams are so focused on the negative, improving the weaknesses that they forget about capitalizing on their strengths. I think Reed City, with their pitching, knows how to win games and complement with the hitting and fielding better than almost anyone. And I think that's certainly an interesting philosophy that a lot of coaches don't use right now. We're going to take a quick break. Local sports scoreboard is next here on WBRN. Back from the break, before we get into the local sports scoreboard, I just want to let you guys know we have all the postseason previews for district play for girls' soccer, baseball, and softball on BigRapidsDailyNewsWebsite.com right now so you can make sure that you can read those and you can hear some of the things I'm talking about on this show and see those brackets and matchups for yourself. So make sure you log on to that so you don't miss out. May 18th is where we begin on the baseball diamond non-conference play for Kent City. They fall to Montague 8-1, the final score in that one. Chippewa Hills defeats Nuego in a big-time upset in CSAA baseball, playing 5-3, the final score in that one. Over on the other side in softball, Kent City gets the victory over Montague, 17-10, the final score, and TC West gets wins over Reed City in dominant fashion. They ahead to the 19th baseball. The Lions continue a good season in baseball bounce back after those losses to Chippewa Hills as mentioned to defeat Ravenna 9-8-6-2 the final score in that one the Warriors continue a win streak earning two against the Tri-County Vikings 6-4-7-3 the final scores in that one and the lone registered score in the battle of White Cloud and Hesperia lean in favor of the Indians 5-4 the final score what a season White Cloud has had so far we'll get into that here in just a minute as well over on the softball diamond Hesperia gets a victory over White Cloud. 4-1 the final score in that one. Howard City Tri-County gets back at the Warriors with a 10-6 victory there for the softball team. Ravenna gets two over Nuego. 16-0 11-0 final scores in that one as well as Chippewa Hills gets one back from Tri-County. 17-2 the final in that one and the second of the doubleheader White Cloud takes down Hesperia 5-3 final scores in that one. They had to make 20 20th, Beale City and Big Rapids squared off. Cardinals and Aggies split a pair. Beale City takes game two after Big Rapids takes game one, 12-2 and 5-2. The respective scores in that one, as well as Fremont takes down White Cloud in non-conference play in tournament action as well, 5-4 the score in that one. Grant takes down Kent City, 12 Four, as well as Tri-County takes down Orchard View 9-3, the final score in that one, as well as Kent City gets the best of Orchard View 10-0 in that one. Nuego sweeps a pair, takes down Hesperia and Fremont 12-1-9-6, the final scores in that one, and Reed City getting victories on the baseball diamond 3-0 and 12-2 over Benzie Central and the Clare Pioneers respectively. Lakeview also falls to St. Louis 5-4 and White Clown takes down Hesperia 8-6 in a battle of former CSAA Silver Foes. Lakeview falls to Bad Axe in softball action 9-1 the final score in that one. Big Rapids gets a pair in tournament play beating North Farmington and Fenton unfortunately losing to Macomb, Dakota one of the best teams in Division 1 in tournament action. Central Montcalm defeats Merrill 14-7 the final score in that one with Fremont also taking down White Cloud 12-8 the final score in that one but White Cloud would bounce back with 
victories over Fremont and Hesperia with double digits put up offensively. Nuego also takes down Fremont and Grant respectively, 19-4-11-6 the final scores in those games as well as Reed City takes down a familiar non-conference foe down US 10 over on the Lakeshore of Ludington, 12-3 the final score against the Orioles. Baseball action from the 22nd here from this past Monday, Sacred Heart sweeps a pair from Chippewa Hills, 10-3-8-3 the final scores in that one as well as Soccer Fremont takes down Tri-County, 5-0 the final score in that one and Chip Hills takes down Cadillac Heritage Christian 4-1 the final score there from Remus in softball action Reed City and Farwell split a pair 9-8 the Eagles take game one 12-9 the Coyotes take game two May 23rd and a lot of precursors here for the finales of CSAA action and precursor I should say to district play here as we'll get into those previews here in just a minute Big Rapids sweeps the Lions of Nuego to further clinch CSA regular season title 16-6 and 4-1 the final scores in those games Big Rapids also takes down Nuego in some very tight contested games 6-4 and 7-3 the Cardinals prevail over the Lions Grant and Kent City split a pair in baseball 4-3 the Tigers take game one before the Eagles take back game two in a 6-2 score fashion and Reed City splits with White Cloud 6-1 they take game one before White Cloud comes back for an 11-1 game two victory also in softball Reed City sweeps White Cloud 13 runs apiece both games for Reed City beating the Indians in CSAA play over into May 24th which have been this past Wednesday for district tournament action in girls soccer you can call it the pre-district round the district quarterfinal round the district first round I don't think there's a concrete name for this so maybe we should crack down more on kind of pinpointing what the actual name is because it has like five different notions of what this round is actually called we're going to call it the quarterfinal for this sake but it's the first round of this tournament play in girls soccer big rapids bounces back in a big way they take down shepherd seven nothing the final score in that one coach ray squad gets back in the winning column had a chance to talk to him last week had a great interview with him and his philosophy with this team and if you missed that by the way you can go back on wbrn.com and listen to all the archive episodes they should be on the website as of now and if they're not i will hold myself accountable to make sure that they're on there for you guys we'll have all the last couple episodes from the last couple weeks and even months so you guys can catch up on any of the news that you've missed so there you go Grand Rapids Catholic Central takes down Kent City 8-0. The Eagles' season unfortunately comes to an end sooner than they would have liked against a really good Catholic Central team, which are looking back for another regional title appearance potentially this year. Reed City takes down Chippewa Hills 6-2, the final score in that one. They now have the right to go back to Big Rapids to take on the Cardinals and have a potential rematch in rivalry fashion in the district semifinal round. Shelby takes down Lakeview 4-1. The Tigers defeat the Wildcats in that opening round play as well as Whitehall defeats Grant 4-3 the final scores in that one which that leads us up to today and a lot of the bracket previews that we have coming up here especially here in soccer we just mentioned a couple of those games already and certainly some notable ones that I mean as far as bracket wise that we'll be certainly looking out for with the victories as mentioned Reed City will take on Big Rapids in the semifinal matchup that game 
will be played on May 31st, which if those of you don't have your calendar out, don't worry. I got you. It's next Wednesday at 7 p.m. That game will be at Cardinal Stadium, as well as Tri-County will take on the winner of Claire and Alma, which will actually be played here on this Thursday, which will update you there as we are kind of in advance in the future, but kind of back in the past, if you know where I'm kind of going with the drift. So we'll make sure to get that updated here for you as well. District 47 as well is going to be one that's really interesting to watch out for. Obviously, we just mentioned that Whitehall advancing over Grant. So they'll have the honor and privilege of taking on Nuego in the semifinal round, looking to play upset against the Lions team that really looks incredibly good this year and they certainly will be looking district title and even beyond wise for how well that team has played this year Montague will also face off against Manistee and Hart well I should say not both of them the winner of that game I should say to be more specific which will be played on Friday uh, to make sure we find that matchup for you as mentioned once again we'll update you that here coming up on next week's show also district 62 is an intriguing one as well it'll be held at Brethren uh, the team that has really dominated this bracket in years past is Northern Michigan Christian, which many of the local teams have played against. They're a very, very good, well-coached program in which they will be taking on Big Rapids Crossroads Academy coming off of a big win against Benzie Central. 6-0. They dominate the Huskies at home. It was a game that was really close earlier on in the season, but the Cougars took advantage of the second time around defeat the Huskies and will advance to play the Comets in the semifinal round as well as Brethren and Buckley will face off for the right to play against Shelby in the semifinal round. That game will be held as well on Friday. We'll get that score to you coming up here soon, but especially with the girls' soccer brackets, obviously there's a lot of good teams both in Division 2 and Division 3. There's a lot of favorites that could be considered um, that have played a lot of these other teams that we know here in the local area. If you're a Cardinals fan. You've probably heard of Essexville Garber, a team they played earlier this year. Freeland as well is another team that looks to make a big run this year. So you see a lot of these teams that really are starting to use a lot of offensive strategy to win these games. And it feels like more more times now than ever, momentum has played an extreme factor when it comes to winning these tournament games. And this really goes into what we saw in the regular season as well with teams like Nuego and teams like Tri-County that find a way to really just jump right from the first opening kickoff and continue to roll in a lot of these games. Because it feels like, especially when you look at the analytics and the numbers, I can't obviously look at every single team from the area and the state and make sure that I could prove this. But I think it's very fair and safe to assume as a soccer fan from the last couple of years, it feels like this year there have been a lot bigger margins of deficits that really has not compared to some years past. Obviously, you see the the occasional blowouts here and there, but it feels like this year there's been just a bigger margin of defeat or victory either way, whichever team you're rooting for, than it has in years past. And I think the momentum aspect of the game, the mental aspect of the game is proving very important. So that's something I'm really going to be interested to look at when you look at a lot of these big time brackets here in the local area. Obviously, Nuego is a team that can score at will. How are they going to play against a team like Montague that can be a little bit more defensive heavy? They like to rely more on lower scoring games. You have, especially in the District 46 bracket, obviously Big Rapids is a high power team that has a lot of offense. How are they going to prove against a team that can score at will in Tri-County? How is that potentially going to line up if that was a district final matchup? How big the momentum swings are going to prove in this tournament? 
We're going to have to find out. That's something I'm certainly going to have an eye out for. But thank you guys so much for tuning in here on WBRN. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these shows moving forward. Such a big thanks out there to all the fans that make this possible, as well as the businesses and supporters that make this possible. Those obviously include Johnson's Automotive, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Alter Care, Big Rapids, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Motor the Makai Sasso, a Transit Authority, and the Makai to Osceola Career Center, as well as our primary sponsor, the United States Air Force. But that's going to do it for today on the West Michigan Sports Show. I'm Brandon Wirtz signing off. Have a great one, everyone.